Welcome to Coffee with Cupkey, a production of St. Paul Inside the Walls. Here on Coffee with Cupkey, we grab a cup of coffee, at least we're claiming this is coffee. We sit with Monsignor Cupkey, Raymond Cupkey, the pastor of St. Anthony's in Hawthorne, professor at Immaculate Conception Seminary, diocesan archivist. We sit with Monsignor Cupkey to delve into the history of Catholicism in the Diocese of Patterson. My name is Father Paul Manning. I am the vicar for evangelization for the Diocese of Patterson. And here I am with Monsignor Cupkey. So grab your cup of coffee and let's jump right in. I'm going to take a sip. So somehow our, our Germans up in North Jersey, our iron miners, somehow connected to one of the priests in Philadelphia. There were two there, an English-speaking and a German-speaking. And I think uh, I know the name of one of them. I think this is what we're getting to, and mm -hmm. it's a name that we should know, right? right? In Catholic American Catholic history, and certainly in New Jersey history. So Ferdinand Farmer. And I, I have to interject here, um, especially if there are any young priests who are, are uh, watching or listening. One thing I regret not doing, which is something I think you have done, is uh, keeping a record, a personal record, of baptisms and marriages. Because at this point, I've done hundreds of those. Sure. And I kind of wish now that I had kept track of them all. You, do you? I have. All right. So what, what registers do you have personal? The number? No. What, what, do you have books for each I just, I just, when I was newly ordained, I, I bought a, uh, you know, a ledger, you know, yeah. one of those things, just a simple. And so what do you, what have you kept track of? Track Baptisms of and weddings. Yeah. So like, this is not an, uh, an archivist at heart, right? So. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. So someday, um, those will be in the yeah. archives. Yeah. yeah. I, um, you know, farmers sacramental records have been published two or three times. So I always worked over the printed, you know, versions of them. Yeah. But one day about five years ago, I said to myself, you know, you've never actually seen the real thing. Okay. So I carted myself down one summer day to St. Joseph's University in Philadelphia. In their archives, they have farmer's records. And um, so I went down there and just had them in my hot little hands there for... <laughs> it, was, it was very difficult. I, I, there were a couple of questions. It was interesting what I did not know about the records because I had never seen the original. Yeah, so what would be an example? Just, I always envisioned, you, you and I know what sacramental registers look like today. Yeah. You know, they're yeah. about this tall. And yeah. So yeah. in big, my big mind, yeah, yeah. in my mind, I, I figured that he couldn't possibly be carting these things around. You know, that he must have had written small. scraps of paper, you know, as he's baptizing and marrying these couples up in North Jersey. And then when he got back to Philadelphia, he would record them. Yeah. But then when I actually got the, it's his register is only this size. Okay. Perfectly fit in a saddlebag. Wow. And yeah. obviously, you know, these things traveled with him yeah. up into New Jersey. So I'm sitting there with the book in front of me on the table and I'm, 
you know, this is really stupid, but it was a hot summer day, and I'm, I'm talking to the book. Yeah. <laughs> you know, would you like to come home with me? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I, uh, you know, I, I had a, at one point, I was practically sitting on my hands because not only would it fit perfectly into Farmer's Saddlebag, it also would have fit perfectly into my book brief yeah, that yeah, I yeah, had yeah. there. And I see, even priests uh, uh, encounter temptation. Yeah. Yeah. Thank goodness. You but, didn't do um, anything rash. It was interesting, you know, archival boxes are ordinarily either gray mm. or light buff. You know. <laughs> okay. For some reason known only to God, the one that farmers book in is ruby red. You could pick it out on a shelf wow. without any problem. Yeah. So, um, and a, again, his... It's in as good a shape now as it was 250 years ago. Do we have any written uh, uh, anything uh, from Farmer in our archives? No. no. Oh, too bad. No. Yeah. Maybe you should have. Uh, no, never mind. I didn't say that. I, was, you know. <laughs> I, I, I did say, you know, would you like loan this for an exhibit, you know, in North Jersey? And they said, mm, no, it might no. not come back. They they kind of looked at me with suspicion, I think. All right, so we 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 have Farmer uh, going over the Phillipsburg Bridge or on ferry, and it, it, what year is this? The first visit by Farmer was in 1765. Oh wow! Okay, so so we know. Quickly. Yeah. Based on that, we pretty much know when the first mass was celebrated in what is today the Patterson Diocese, because we know the dates that Farmer was up here. And so the first Mass was? I, in, I, I think it would have been like October 26th or something yeah, in 1765. Yeah. And where? Uh, in Ringwood. house? In Ringwood. Yeah. But it was Basically, a- the area today that is part of Ringwood State Park, mm. that was where the iron mining... But... Each year that Farmer came, Farmer came twice a year, every spring and every fall for 20-some years. Um, He only missed once when the British blockaded Philadelphia during the Revolutionary War. Okay. So we know, you know, he would expand his visit each year. There would be different mining camps that he would visit so he mentions a lot of places like uh, Long Pond, you know, which uh, today is Greenwood Lake. Okay. Uh, he mentions Charlottenburg, which is now at the bottom of the reservoir by that name <laughs> on Route 23. Yeah. Um, he men- mentions Weiweyanda. Okay. There's a, a, a There's state, state park, park and a yeah. forge up there, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, but in, is, he, is he celebrating the sacraments in homes or yes. outdoors or both? Yeah. Both. And he's just pulling up with his horse and unpacking. and Well, at that point, he was a known figure, you know. Uh, so if, people would put him up for a while. Right, and, yeah, right, visiting okay. twice a year. We have some letters. We don't have them in our archives, but Philadelphia does. A couple of letters of Farmer in which he mentions this. Um, for example, uh, he is paying a bill to some German merchants, some German religious goods merchants for holy cards 
okay. and pictures, you know, and he owes them, I forget how much money, and he's, and he, he mentions that, you know, they can't get any money out of the people in West Milford because <laughs> they have no money. Okay. You know, yeah. So yeah. he has to provide all this gratis, you know. Yeah. And um, how many years does his, uh, his uh, twice annual visit, well, he starts in 1765, mm. and he dies in 1786. So we're talking about 21 years. Wow. Uh, and he, he went right to the end. Um, it's interesting, there were always two priests in Philadelphia, and there is no record of the other one ever getting on a horse and going anywhere. Yeah. But, farmer, but he does mention the other one. Uh, before Farmer's last trip, that that Farmer was in no more shape to get on that horse than, but nonetheless he did. He wanted to get up there one more time and do his thing. Now, do you know the the details of his death? He just died of exhaustion. Exhaustion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was it in Philadelphia? In Philadelphia. Yeah. And he's buried in Philadelphia. Okay. Is this? Can people visit his his grave? Or? More or less, um, he's buried under the sanctuary in old St. Mary's Church in Philadelphia. By the time he dies, there are two churches in Philadelphia. They had built a second church a few blocks away from old St. Joseph's uh, to expand the mission, and he's buried uh, under the pavement of that church. Yeah. So um, is he? how are people... Uh, what's happening with catechesis? How are people being prepared for the sacraments does is he setting up systems for that or is he doing that himself when he gets there uh, a little bit of both he mentions you know a, some some of the stuff we we construe from his sacramental registers but he apparently trained somebody up there to baptize in his absence in okay. an emergency wow because several times in the register, the name of this gentleman comes up as the baptizer, mm. you know, and and Farmer includes the uh, the notice that he's an intelligent man. <laughs> uh, so he must have been trained, commissioned, whatever, by Farmer. You know, this is really the beginning of lay ministry in the diocese of Patterson. Uh, is this, this a, guy is this, uh, is this the uh, Veer? What do they call it? A vir probatus or something? Yeah, 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 yeah okay. exactly. Um, I, I, yeah, I lost my train of thought. And also trained them to say the rosary every Sunday in his absence. I was going to ask, do we know the gentleman's name? Uh, Nicholas Stalter. Okay, Stalter. Yeah. And... Um, Nicholas Stalter, do, you, do we do we know any more about him? No. Are all these uh, uh, records in Latin? All of these records are in Latin. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And even even down to um, you know if if you picked up the records without any knowledge whatsoever, you would think that he was operating in North Carolina because he abbreviates. And each of them, NC after the name of the village. Oh, 
but it's Latin. It's Neo-Kaiseria, New Jersey in Latin. Okay. Say that again. Neo-Kaiseria. New Jersey. Wow. So, um, yeah, he's he's doing his thing up there, baptizing and marrying, you know, and uh, you can trace some of the families are still up there. Now, there are a number of uh, families that still are located in that area. Um, back in 1986, when we were still producing a uh, diocesan directory, I should have brought it with me today, um, we took a photo of the last page of Farmer's Register mm. and then went up to West Milford and took a photo of a family up there that were the descendants of the last baby that Farmer baptized. Wow, and matched them. Yeah, and yeah. they're still yeah. still parishioners up there at St. Joseph. So there are there are That's still amazing. connections. Yeah. yeah. Well, we actually um, uh, will be able to put photos up um, when when we um, kind of release the podcast, so we can we can get that. I think yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, uh, is it Farmer? For these 20 years, doing it all alone? Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. So so when does the, I don't want to, maybe we should save this topic, but I, I just, before we leave Father Farmer, uh, is there anything that um, people really, really, uh, and some last things that people really ought to know about him? He bought into the American dream. Mm. Um he was he was a noted person in Philadelphia at the time because of his university education in Germany. So uh, he is the first priest to hold public office in the United States of America because he was appointed a trustee by virtue of his position as the senior Catholic clergyman in Philadelphia. He is on the original board of trustees of the University of Pennsylvania. Wow. Um, and, you know, apparently belonged to several societies in Philadelphia of a philosophical and, and uh, educational nature. You know, he was, he was a noted person in the Philadelphia scene of the time. So, so three... Sorry. And refused to serve as a chaplain to the British Army. Oh, okay, well... Every Irishman is very happy right, with him now. Right. So um, just three f- final questions on, on uh, Father Farmer. Uh, do you know much about his temperament? Is it, is it, can you figure anything out about that? Like his style of ministry, the way he related to people? can only detect from the baptismal registers and the wedding registers that he must have been a very open mm-hmm. character. He would, have, he would have been at home with us today with what yeah. we sometimes yeah. encounter yeah. because his ministry is extended to other minors, okay. you know, French yeah. and, and, and Irish. Uh, you know, he mentions a couple of converts in his... Uh, in his registers, um, okay. he was dealing with uh, you know 
baptizing children that were teenagers by the time they finally found a priest yeah. uh, to, to baptize them. So it was a very diverse kind of ministry, you know, more so than we would think to today, I think. Any sense of his preaching or written, you know, uh, talks that he gave? Do you, are there any records of that? Not so much directly from him. We have one or two. Uh, Georgetown University in Washington has a collection of American Catholic sermons on the English mission, the Maryland mission, okay. uh, in the 1700s and late 1600s. I think there might be two of them down there from him, but uh, a whole rafter from his contemporaries. So we, we know what their preaching was like in okay. that period. So the last question about Father Farmer is, uh, it sounds to me like um, this must have been a holy man, a zealous man. Yeah. So have the Jesuits ever considered uh, uh, as as opening know, a case for canonization? As far as I know, no one has ever pushed him for beatification. Um, they should. Yeah, I was going to ask um, you that. Yeah. You know, because... He's remarkable. I, I tell people that um, in 1987, when our diocese celebrated its 50th anniversary, you know, I, I tried to get Farmer's successor today, or then, I should say, uh, the pastor of Old St. Joseph's to come up to our diocese for the Mission Sunday. Okay. You know, kind of making a connection between the first... Yeah, evangelizer, yeah. and and I couldn't budge him. You know. <laughs> it um, sounds like Father Farmer's uh, partner. Yeah, yeah, yes. I mean, when I said, to, he said to me, y you want me to come up to Jersey on a Sunday afternoon? <laughs> you know, and I, he doesn't and know that New Jersey's the most blessed state in the union. Right, and yeah. I'm saying to him, I said, but your, your predecessor did it, you know. Yeah, on horseback. And, yeah, he just thought I was nuts, you okay. know. He thought I was yeah. crazy. But, yeah. um, so... But I went down there. They had a, a symposium um, oh, later yeah. on for the 275th anniversary of the Jesuit presence in Philadelphia. Yeah. So this was jointly sponsored by St. Joseph's University, St. Joseph's Academy, the prep, St. Joseph's Prep, the high school, and old St. Joseph's Parish, all yeah. of whom have the same roots. It would have been nice if he reciprocated. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But I went down there and, and, and gave a talk at that about... Uh, Father Farmer? About the, about the Philadelphia Jesuit Catholic extension into New Jersey. Okay. So um, before we leave this, one last thing. I don't know the, uh, enough about the, the Native American history, but is, is Father Farmer encountering... Any Native Americans at this point? No, by that point, they're pretty much gone. Okay. He does, so however... So it would be the Lenny Lenape, right? Yeah. Yeah. He does, however, baptize at least one African American. Okay. A slave? A or? slave, yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, uh, leave this here. Uh, I just want to mention that we will be talking about many, many other topics, some of which are uh, contained in Livingstone, some of which are not. Uh, one of the episodes I'm really looking forward to is Weird Diocese of Patterson. So you've probably <laughs> heard of Weird New Jersey. I asked Monsignor Cupgift, 
there was enough to do an episode on weird diocese of Patterson. And he, I think he told me there's more than enough and we could probably do a couple of episodes. So I want to thank you for this initial conversation. And I want to just tell our listeners and our viewers that uh, you can keep an eye out for the next episode of Coffee with Cupkey, an eye out or an ear out. Uh, in order to stay on top of news releases, make sure you follow or subscribe wherever you're listening. And if you are on YouTube, please do drop a like and hit the bell for notifications. While you're at it, make sure to check out the other shows produced by the Diocese of Patterson. Those shows are Beyond the Beacon, hosted by Bishop Kevin Sweeney and Jay Agnish, our communications director. The Paul Street Journal, hosted, hosted by Brian Hansberger and Freddie Garcia. Uh, Father Ray, any last words? We should all be so lucky to meet Father Farmer. Amen. Amen. I, I, well, someday we will. Someday we will. Yeah. I want to give a special thanks to Joe Janexi, who is our sound and visual engineer. I guess I don't know if that's the proper term, terminology. Caitlin Ferrari, who's part of the production team, especially with the editing and a lot of the prep work. Freddie Garcia, who is also helping with this podcast in addition to his own. With all that said, I want to thank you for all listening to Coffee with Cupkey. Keep making Catholic history in the Diocese of Patterson. We'll see you next time. <laughs>